You are listening to The Potato Podcast, presented by Columbia Media Group. On today's episode, our own Dave Alexander speaks with Victoria Marsh with Crop Vitality. They discuss how to reduce storage shrink. This episode is sponsored by Novasource. The Potato Podcast is presented by Sectagon K54 by Novasource. Sodium-free Sectagon K54 helps control soil-borne pests, protecting your potatoes, and provides sulfur and potassium to help ensure your potatoes get the most out of your soil. Learn more about Sectagon K54 at Novasource.com. Hello, listeners. Thank you again for... uh joining us on the Potato Podcast. I am your host, David Alexander, and I'm with Potato Country Magazine. Today we're talking about storage shrink and the reduced yield that shrink causes. And we are lucky to be joined today by Victoria Marsh, who's an agronomist with Low Curly and Crop Vitality. Victoria actually wrote this story up for us, an article that is in the July-August issue, the July-August 22 issue of Potato Country, and and we will be sure and put a link in the show notes uh, so you can read the story if you want some more information. So, Victoria Marsh, thank you for joining us on the Potato Podcast today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yes, um, my pleasure. So give us a, a short rundown of, of your background and what you do exactly for Crop Vitality. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually am somewhat boring. I was born and raised in Washington State, and I still live here. Um, I actually grew up on a, a property that my folks ended up selling to Mount Rainier National Park. And I uh, went to school in Washington, got uh, my bachelor's degree in field crop management from Washington State University and my master's in soil science with a focus on soil chemistry and microbiology from WSU as well. Um, and I've been working with uh, crop vitality into Sunderlow Curly for about two years now. And it's a phenomenal job. It's a great company. It's actually America's largest liquid fertilizer manufacturer. And um, in that role, I do a lot of work with field trials, product development, and education and outreach. And we, you know, have some really great products. Uh, most of them are sulfur-based, but, you know, we cover a lot of the macros, in, including calcium. Okay, so the, um, your folks sold their property to Mount Rainier State Park? Yeah, Mount Rainier National Park. You can uh, go on the map and you can actually see our little homestead area. It's called the Marsh Property. So, yeah, wow, kind of cool. That must have been really awesome growing up, for sure. Yeah, it was. I got very lucky very young. Now I don't live somewhere quite as nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's <laughs> let's uh, let's start talking about storage shrink here. Um, potato growers are typically using fungicide products in their storage shed to control disease. Yeah. Uh, but your approach is preventative before spuds even go into the shed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that deals a lot with calcium. And so tell, tell us why. Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So really 
fertility is kind of an amazing thing, and we can do a lot to work with crop physiology um, just on its own and strengthening that to help essentially meet goals. So in this case, we're talking about meeting a goal of having better storability for potatoes, less storage shrink, less, you know, buckskinning, hollow heart, black bruise, right? We want to eliminate those things. So without getting crazy into the weeds, calcium is a macronutrient, um, but, you know, we don't think about it a lot of the time in terms of how much is actually needed physiologically for the plant, right? You know, we use it a lot of the times to do soil remediation, to alter pH, which is all great, but it has some phenomenal capabilities at helping increase cell wall strength in plants. And really how calcium does this is it's an integral part to our our cell wall structure, our lignans, our pectins, that make up essentially the rigidity of that cell wall. And, of course, there's other nutrients involved in that element, like nitrogen and sulfur, but calcium tends to be the one that's deficient and causes the breakdown of that cell structure. So if we want to equate this to something we see every day, you know, not having enough calcium might, you know, produce a cell wall that has holes in it, kind of similar to if you throw some water at a chain link fence, a lot of that water is getting through. But if we have an adequately supplied cell wall, it'd be like throwing water on a concrete wall, right? It's not going to get through because it's, it's strong and it's complete and there's no holes in it. Yeah, I, I really like that analogy that you laid out there with the uh, chain link fence and a concrete wall. So in, in this case, we can picture that the disease, disease, pathogens, whatever, can't get through the chain link fence if the the cell wall, the in this case, the skin of the potatoes are more robust. I don't know if Correct. I said that well. But. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that's perfect. That's exactly what it is. Okay. So so that's what we're looking for to reduce storage strength is is stronger stronger cell walls, stronger skin, basically. Yep. And that's achieved through calcium with um, other macros in, um, as you as you said. But how do um, plants actually take up the calcium? Yeah, yeah. So if we're soil applying, you know, it's like every other nutrient. It's applied through the root, or I mean, excuse me, taken up through the root. Um, but calcium's really, really unique compared to a lot of our other macros and some micros, where it. Generally speaking, and and when we say general, I mean, you know, 95% of the time, it only moves upward through the plant, okay? So it's only transported through the xylem of the plant. And once it moves out of our tubers, it's not coming back down. It gets essentially stored, utilized in the leaves. So calcium's really tricky because we could apply, you know, some dip at the beginning of the season, but at the at the exact time where our tubers, our tuber cells are growing and forming, if there's not adequate calcium and the plant, you know, the plant can't translocate what it's taken up throughout the growing season, we could have deficiencies in those cell walls, which leads to potential breakdown of those cell walls, which leads to more issues with uh, the potato structure and more storage And more chain link fences. Yes, exactly. Okay, so um, I know you've 
you guys have done a lot of research on this and um because I did read the story and <laughs> before we talked and um the timing of calcium is important and I know you found that that's really the key right so explain the timing of calcium yeah so like I said we could put a ton of dip on at the you know in the fall before to do some soil remediation, but it that doesn't mean that we have adequate amounts of calcium at the time our tuber is growing. So let me back up for just a quick second and explain why timing is so important. So when tubers are forming, and I mean, this goes for any sort of fruiting body in almost any crop I've heard of. I'm sure there's an exception, but for Every crop I've heard of, when, when we have a fruiting body like a tuber, an apple, you know, a berry, right? Onion. All of those, an onion, yes, exactly, a carrot. When we have those, those tubers start to form, all of the cells that that tuber is going to have gets formed in a window of time, okay? So all the cells are created in a window of time, and then they expand over the season, Okay, so it's not like we sit there and we're constantly adding large amounts of cells. I mean, that happens, but in very, very small amounts. The reality of it is the majority of the cell structure and the number of cells that will be in that tuber are created in a very short window. So when we talk about applying calcium, we want to affect that moment when that tuber is actively putting out cells for itself, its own tuber, not for the vines, not for the leaves, right? We want that for the moment that tuber itself is growing. We want to be throwing calcium at it so that it can take it up and store it in its tuber cells, right, before it goes up through through the plant or before it's too late and those cells are already formed. Okay. So, um, so let me put this a different way, see if this sounds correct anyway. So the, the calcium if it's put on it at the right time, will stay in the fruit, in this case, the, the spuds, down underneath yep. and be trapped there and not go up into the leaves where it's not going to do any good. Right, right. Because once it's incorporated into that cell wall, it's not going anywhere. It's going to stay there, and that's where you want it to be. Okay. So how do we identify this timing? How, what, what's the, how do we figure this out? So in potatoes, uh, it's kind of, it's it's great. It's pretty easy to tell with most varieties. So realistically, tubers do this really cool thing and they throw out stolen roots, which are these really long, thin roots that come out essentially the, the base of the tuber, the bottom of the tuber, the terminal end of the tuber, I should say. And they also um, throw out some tuber roots, which are kind of at the very top of the tuber where it connects in with the roots, Okay. So if you see either one of these areas getting roots, that's when the tuber is actively saying, hey, guys, I'm making a bunch of, you know, cells here. I want to get ready to expand and grow. That's when it's asking for that calcium for those cell walls. And it's normally about a three-week period. And it, for size-wise, you know, it's about the time that uh, our tubers get about golf ball size. Our largest tubers in that hill are golf ball size. We have about a three-week window to just flood that root zone with some calcium. So golf ball-sized tubers 
and you've got three weeks, how many treatments do you recommend? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, and it really depends on what products you're using. Um, but realistically, if we have a very bioavailable product, and when I say that, I mean we apply it, it disassociates, and it's immediately available for the roots to utilize. You know, we can we can use lower rates. We can do three five-gallon applications, right, one every seven days. Um, we could do two 10-gallon applications. We do really one 15-gallon application. If And if we're talking units here, we're talking lower units, a couple pounds per application, but if it's something that's a little bit less soluble, it's not a liquid fertilizer, then we get into a really rough area where we're trying to figure out how much is going to be in solution at the time that the potatoes need it, right? Because we know this window is so important that if we can get a fertility um, product on that can flood that zone and be ready for that tuber to take up in that moment, that's when the best result. So you, you've got... You've got a product, when I say you, I mean Crop Vitality and Tercenda Low. <laughs> Cur- Curly has a, has a crop, um, excuse me, a calcium product that is a liquid, which you mentioned is easier to, to quantify, I guess. So tell us about that. Yeah. So um, Crop Vitality does have a calcium product. It's called CAT, and it is essentially a, a triple lot, 10 percent sulfur, six percent calcium products. And what's really unique about cats is it's just it's incredible for hitting our timings correctly because it immediately disassociates our calcium from the sulfur when it's applied in soil. And that calcium then is just available for uptake into the plant. So in terms of a calcium source, it's a very highly bioavailable fertilizer. And, you know, we've done a lot of studies with it, and we've seen just some incredible results when we applied at the right time for reducing storage shrink in potatoes, in onions. Yeah, it can do some really incredible things. So what, what kind of results are we talking about from your research? Yeah, yeah. Well, compared to the control, we had a study done um, by the University of Idaho a couple of years ago, and we saw in that particular trial a reduction of storage shrink by 45%. Um, and wow. that was utilizing just 10 gallons of cat um, through two applications 10 days apart. So we're talking very low volume in terms of pounds of calcium, but pretty high results. Forty-five percent. That is pretty amazing. Yep, it went from you know uh, I think it was a seventeen percent storage shrink in the control to just about an eight and a half percent loss um, in storage shrink from the cat's treatment. So yes, quite a bit of reduction there, and definitely paid off for the farmer. <laughs> oh, for sure. Whatever whatever the product cost, to they definitely made up for it in in yield at the end. All right, Victoria. So thank you for for joining us today. I, I do want to ask you uh, one more question that I always like to ask. Uh, do you have any uh, advice that you would like to impart to growers today? You know, Dave, that's an excellent question, and I just I feel like my entire my entire life here is just to learn from the growers. You guys know best. You know what works best. 
you know, if, if I'm going to throw anything out there at all, it's just don't forget the power of, of a good fertility program and what it can do for your potatoes. But, you know, other than that, I'm, I bow my head because I am not the expert here. That's, that's what our growers are. Okay. Well, I would agree with that. So uh, I want to thank you for joining us today on the Potato Podcast, Victoria Marsh, and uh, we hope you have a, a good day. We've been talking on um, the phone today on a, on a car phone, and this is a very busy woman, and we had a real lot of hard time connecting with her, but I'm, I'm sure glad that we did. Thank you for coming on today. Yeah, thank you, Dave, and thanks for hanging in there. I'm glad we made this work. Have a good weekend. Thanks. (laughs) The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only, and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests. Do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of Columbia Media Group or its affiliates.